0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energized and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education Podcast, introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. Welcome to episode number 21 of the Energetic Education Podcast. And today's episode is a corker. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to catch up with Naomi Hartle, the Canadian superstar PE teacher, and talk about tech in her teaching. So uh, Naomi goes over seven amazing technology resources that she uses with her teaching uh, and that everybody should try. And the best thing about most of them that they are all free. So I think out of the seven she mentions, only two are paid. So Uh, If you have got a spare half an hour, I truly recommend getting a pen and paper and writing down everything that uh, this superstar teacher mentions. Uh, Really excited today for episode number 21. I've got Naomi Hartle here. How are you, Naomi? I'm good. How are you doing? Very good. to be here. Thank you very much for agreeing to be on the podcast. And um, I suppose we haven't really spoken a lot since we met in Dubai last year.
1: Yes, I know. It's kind of been a crazy whirlwind since October. I mean, it's crazy to think that it's, what, July now and we met each other in Dubai in October and that was just a crazy experience. It went by so fast.
0: (laughs) And and a big one for you as well. For those who don't know, uh, we're lucky enough to present together at Connected PE, the first ever one. And How long was your flight journey and things to get over there?
1: I think it was 22 hours total um, and I flew from... Cause I live currently, I'm originally from Canada, but I currently live in the United States and Oregon. So I flew from Portland, Oregon to Amsterdam, which I think was a 10 hour flight. Then I had a six hour layover there. And then I think I had maybe a five or six hour, or eight hour, I can't, like I said, it all blends together. Then I think I had about a six hour flight from Amsterdam to Dubai. And yeah, that was the first time I've ever been overseas. I've only really flown through Canada and the United States and yeah, it was a really crazy experience, but it was awesome.
0: And then landed Dubai and apparently it wasn't very hot there, but it was, still like 45 degrees
1: <laughs> it was really hard <laughs> it that was wasn't funny.
0: it but uh, i suppose that's okay. one of the great things about uh you know going to big conferences and workshops and things like that that not only get to hear amazing like people present but you also get to have these connections because i know i'd followed you on twitter and so forth for a few years but it was, it was really nice to actually meet you in person
1: yeah, it was awesome. We got to go down and explore Dubai a little bit, you, myself and Dr. Dean Dudley and that was really fun and it was that's kind of how we really got to know each other a little bit. So yeah, yeah it was a really cool experience.
0: Yeah, so you've, you've obviously just mentioned a little bit of your background. You're obviously very proud Canadian um, and mm-hmm. now live in, a, live in the United States. you want to just give listeners a little bit of a background on your teaching and I suppose how you've got to where you are at the moment? Sure, absolutely. So yeah, I'm originally from Saskatchewan, Canada, born and
1: raised. And um, I went to university for five years and I came out with two degrees, uh, a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology and a Bachelor of Education. Uh, My first teaching position was at a school of 2,000 students. I taught physical education, a wellness 10 class, which is like health and PE together, and then a science class because my minor's biology. And then after that first year of teaching, I moved to a smaller school of 93 kids, well, K no. through 12. <laughs> Super tiny. But I grew up in a town of 300 people, and I graduated with 12 kids in my class. So it was it was a really great experience um, for me growing up. But um, then, yeah, when I was teaching in the school of 93 kids, K through 12, I taught 3 through 12 physical education. Um, I taught career guidance 6, 7, and 8, 6, 7, 8, 9, health education 6, 7, 8, 9, math 9, and math 10. And what else did I teach? Cooking and sewing at one point. So I taught a little bit of everything. (laughs) I was athletic director, I did a bunch of coaching. Anyway, so I taught for three and a half years in Saskatchewan. And then it just got to be a little bit, it got to be the point where I burnt out. I was doing too many things and I'm not very good at saying no. And I still am not very good at saying no to things. Well, thank you for a great <laughs> being on the podcast. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, no, this is what I'm saying. This is good. <laughs> I'm just talking about, yeah, in life in general right now, there's a lot of things going on. Um, but yeah, so I burnt out and I had a really great opportunity with Sport Time featuring Spark. At the time, it was called Spark Programmes. And they had this position that came up on the development team, and it was really about kind of supporting teachers. And they had seen some of the work that I was doing through Twitter, because I was on Twitter since, I think, 2012, and really just trying to share some of the things that I was doing, trying to support other teachers, and they had recognized that. And I got a private message from the executive director saying, hey, you know, love what you're doing. Would you be interested in applying for this position? And I was like, perfect timing. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> if I don't leave teaching now, I'm really going to hate it. So I need to leave in order to enjoy it again. And uh, I applied for the position. I got the job. Um, I I got the job, I think, October 2014, and I started working January 12th, 2015. So it was a quick whirlwind, getting a visa, getting into the United States, driving down here, and I've been working there since. I've been working with Sporttime featuring Spark now for two and a half years as the PE development and technology specialist. So some of the things that I do in my job is um, supporting teachers in how to use technology in their teaching and really sharing tools to showcase how to do that. I travel across the country, I travel internationally different workshops as well as presentations at conferences and then I also write and author curriculum as well as supporting teachers in that way too so just a little bit of my
0: background (laughs) and and, and the big reason not only I was one of the teachers that followed you on Twitter um, and for teachers out there that aren't on Twitter we'll probably talk about this a little bit at the end of uh, our interview uh, but just huge and that's how obviously my connection and obviously my following of you because of your amazing tech background and after viewing your masterclass session in Dubai, I was like, wow, I, I thought I had a little bit of a grasp on you know, technology <laughs> and teaching and things like that, but you actually blew my mind. So one of the main reasons I really wanted to get you on here is you are an expert in this field, um, and I was wanted to – I've basically given you a couple of ideas of what you want to talk about, and you've gone over and above, so – I'm excited, like I'm sure the listeners are now, to really hear what you're going to talk about. And I suppose one of the big things I'd like to hear more about is, and I've, I've just started exploring these, but using clickers um, for my mm-hmm. teaching and for feedback and for student sort of assessment. Um, and I know you're massive on them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So yeah, let's talk about clickers first, and I'll kind of explain how clickers works. Um, so since, it, since this is a podcast, I'll have to try and describe it as best <laughs> I can,
1: because
0: I can't show people. I will, I will have... I will have links for um, every Perfect. tech gadget and clickers okay. and obviously all of that in the show notes, so um, people will be able to get a little bit of a feel, but it, this is going to test you to actually be able to describe them. because <laughs> I, I still they're pretty weird-looking things. They are. Yes. So if if you think of a card,
1: okay, just like a little card stock and it has almost like a black square with little squares kind of cut out of it. So if you know what a QR code is and I'll get into those, too, um, but it kind of looks a little bit like a QR code. It's like a little kind of barcode of some sort. And every individual student would have one and they would hold that up. And all you need, the best part about Plickers is that you only need one device. You don't need a projector. You don't need a screen. You can use it if you need it, but you just need one device and you download the app. Um, And then you sign it for an account on the computer as well. So it's kind of like a combined web-based and app-based program. And what you do is you can have a question popped up. It can be multiple choice of true and false, where, for example, maybe you're talking about health-related components of fitness, and you're asking a question about cardiovascular endurance, and you have that question up on the board, and then your students, based on the card, so on the card, you have the code, and then you would have the letters A, if you rotate it, the next one would say B, you rotate it, the next one would say C, and then you rotate it again and D, so on the different sides of the square, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you would have the number on the card as well. So each student has their own number and they would have the A, B, C, or D. So they would turn the card to face you and they would hold their hands away from the the black part of the square and they would put it on whatever number they thought was the correct answer. They would hold that number to the top, facing the the top um, of the card. And then you would go around and it really doesn't take too much. You would go into the app, um, press the scan button and you would scan the cards. And it's very, it's very quick. I know when I first heard about clickers, I was like, oh, this is going to take forever. This is going to take away activity time in physical education because we want kids moving. Um, but that reflection piece is huge, too. Um, so it's just a quick little scan. And once you scan it, you can tell the kid, go put the card away. So and however your class management is set up, um, I like to use these pocket wall charts. Um, That you can put the clickers cards in, and then that's a good storage system for it. Um, Or rather than them having to sort through the pile to try and find their number for that card, but you just scan it, and it's done. And then you instantly have that data collection tool, which is very important, as well as you know the percentage of who got it right, who got it wrong, and the percentage of it. So. you know, at Spark, we say the 80-20 rule. If 80% get it, you can move on, and then you can go and support that 20% after. Yep. So now you know if 80%, if, it, if it's on there, you have a, a correct answer with it. If 80% get it, you can move on and support those students that don't get it. So it's a really great tool for that data collection piece. When I first heard about Plickers, like I said, I wasn't really supportive of it. Um, so I was like, why can't you just do a thumbs up or thumbs down if they get it or if they don't get it? Yeah. But how do you track that? If somebody comes into your classroom and says, why does my child have that mark? Or why does my child have that grade? You need something to back that up. So here's where it collects that data. And the nice part is when you log on to your account on your computer in, in like the web-based program, it actually has like a spreadsheet set up as well. So you can see all the different questions that you've asked. And then if the question has it correct, it'll be like green. If they don't, it's red. And it has the percentage on it as well. Um, so you can have it set up where it prints off like a class list. Um, I believe you can do an individual list, um, but it's just a really great tool to collect that data and have that visual for you to see where your kids are at. So great, great.
0: And and I think the best thing I like about it is that, Uh, students actually don't know what other students are answering. So, like, when when you mention with your thumbs up or thumbs down, like, you can see the students that get it wrong, you know, and the self-conscious and and things like that. It plays on their mind, and kids don't want that. Whereas with a plicker, you can't actually physically tell what any other student's handing up. But then as Mm -hmm. a teacher as well, you get that direct feedback because the number relates to a student's name. And right. That's I got all this from your presentation, um, <laughs> and the, probably the biggest thing I loved about it was it's free. You know, you can yes. you can download all this for free, and <laughs> it, that's probably yeah. why you love it so much.
1: Yeah, and, and the be, yeah, and like you said, the best part is that it's free, and and the nice thing is you can purchase the cards on Amazon um, for twenty dollars. That already printed off. Um, oh, if you okay, you can print them off that way, or buy them on Amazon for twenty dollars. American, USD. I don't know what that would be um, in Australia. <laughs> you, <get laughs> or if you can get it in doors. Australia. I don't know if you have Amazon. <laughs> um, or you can print them off yourself, which is really great too for teachers that aren't maybe on a budget or want to be able to do it themselves, put it on bigger cards. Um, they can print it off themselves. Now, if you are going to laminate it, I do suggest printing it off on cardstock and then doing a matte laminate, not a shiny. If you do the shiny, it's going to be very, very hard to see. If you yeah. teach outdoors, Um, I would suggest even just using cardstock and just not even laminating it because the sun will kind of play on it as well. So you want to try and do it in a shady area. Um, But if you are indoors and there is no glare, then you are good to go. And it's just very quick. It's very easy. Instant collection, instant feedback, which is the big piece, too. Um, And that data is collected for you to go back and review a little bit later or instantly in class. Wow. Wow. 50% 50% got it. I need to review that. What did I do wrong? Yeah. Right? And it gives you just that quick instant feedback to you as well as to your students.
0: And I, and I think that's a big thing as well. Not only are the students getting it, but is our teaching actually meeting meeting the guidelines or, or giving them the right knowledge so they can actually answer these questions? And a lot of time, we don't get that feedback ourselves. and think, oh, yeah, we're doing a great job. But we may mm-hmm. not be teaching the way the students need to learn. So Clicker's fantastic. And that, I think it, everybody should try them because they're free. Yeah, you know, and that, that's probably my biggest bit of advice. So, um, great tips there. What's uh, number two on your list? Okay, number two on my list. This
1: is a new one that I just learned about. Um, so, it's gonna, its kind of a playoff of another tool that most people may have heard about. It's called, um, so in the past, there's been one called TeamShake. Most people have heard of TeamShake. It's a grouping app. But this new one, I think, sorry TeamShake folks, is that's better. The best. okay the I agree. <laughs> so, this new one is called Classroom Teammates. Okay, and it's very much similar to Teamshake. Does everything Teamshake can do, but it has a couple new pieces. So this one is again, I apologize. Depending on where the people are listening from, in USD, American, it's a dollar ninety nine. So I'm not
0: sure what it would be uh, a, in Australia. It's a dollar. It's two dollars forty nine in Australia. Okay. Okay. So yep. two forty
1: nine. <laughs> um, and this one, the nice thing about this one is you can actually add pictures to your students names as well so that's the nice piece so when it pops up on the board maybe this is the first day of classes and the kids don't know each other yet so just trying to figure out their names that's a tough thing to do or you as a teacher there's some teachers in the united states here who have 150 kids in their classes like this is ridiculous like ridiculous it's I mean, i'm not even going to say that's rare it happens way too much so even for you as a teacher to figure out like who are my kids have a little pictures with them um, so it's a great tool that you can use to, um, with your, to make groups. So let me explain kind of how it works if you don't know what TeamShake is previously. So how it works is you can set it up where you enter a class list. You can import your class list. You can type your, the kids' names in one at a time, however you want to do it. Um, and through Classroom t- uh, Teammates as well, you can um, export the list from Google Classroom as well as a Docio or a Dossio. I don't know how to pronounce that one, but that's kind of the company that's created it. And so you can export your class list that way, and all the names are in there. And then all you have to do is just press the little button, and it'll create the groups for you. And it'll create your color groups as well if you want. Um, You can have it set up where it creates groups where you have, um, like, super groups where you have a male and at least one female in each group. You can have it set up where it's strengths. So you can have it each student can be numbered on a scale. I think it starts at zero, plus one, plus two, negative one, negative two. So you can have it where it's certain strengths. So if you're teaching a specific skill or a unit to your students, you can go in and say, well, this student I know um, is going to be at the higher end. This student going to be at the lower end. And you can kind of str- put their strengths on their strength level. And then you can make your groups based on the strengths. Maybe I want more and more stronger groups that are going to be working together where they can jump to that next level, and I'm going to work with the kids that really need my support, and they're all going to be in one group. But here's the best thing, right? All you have to do is press the button, and it creates the group so the kids don't really notice that you've done this on purpose to put them in those groups. Ah, it's the magic iPad. It's just the way it went, right? Um, So it really supports and helps you. The other nice thing about it is that if two students do not work well together, right, we always have those kids that just cannot work well together, you can set it up that they'll never, ever be in the same group together. Or two kids that work really well together, you can make sure they're in the same group the majority of the time. Um, And it's just through a couple little changes in your app um, and activating little switches that allow you to do that. So it's a great tool for grouping your classes. And if you you could just have it pop on your iPad, or you could have it if you have a projector and screen, pop it up on the big screen, and it's all done there for you, which is a really, really great tool. So being able to integrate from... um, uh, Google Classroom or from a Docio and exporting your class list or importing a class list that way, as well as adding the little pictures. Those are some of the new things. I haven't explored it completely in-depth yet. So those are the kind of things that I say add on to the TeamShake one. So this one is Classroom Teammates. That extra, I guess, dollar in America, um, I think is worth it for getting the pictures and having that as a visual
0: for your students as well. Yeah, and I, I second that. I've actually played around with this app a bit, and I actually use it in my workshops now as well. And um, when It's so easy for teachers getting – because you can import CSV files or Excel files, yes. and, and you don't need to manually update each student, um, and I think yes. that's huge. I think that probably turns a few people off. Team Shake, once it's set up, mm-hmm. it's awesome. It's great, mm-hmm. but uh, I, and I love the fact that you can – we all do it in our classes. We pick the same students in different teams, you know, and they know that. Whereas this app yes. does it, like you just mentioned, and yes. oh, it's the app's fault. So like straight away, yes. it, it just gets that straight out, and it saves time. Um, yes, I think that is for in US listeners a dollar fifty or whatever, two dollars fifty in Australia. Like it's the best money you'll ever spend. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's it's, been blowing yeah. people's minds. That app in workshops, like they're just like wow. You know, and yes. so straight away, I was just the first you mentioned, I'm full. What's number three, Naomi? <laughs> Let's go for it.
1: All right. Number three. Okay. Um, so I'm going to tell you the story first behind this one. Okay. Yep. So when I was teaching, I was teaching um, high school PE and I was teaching my students, uh, we were doing a um, movement unit and we we're doing some dances and I was trying to teach them how to two-step, because that's what you do in a small town. Every kid needs to know how to two-step. You need to know how to do the spins. You need to know how to do it all, right? If you could dance, you're good to go. <laughs> so I was teaching my high school students how to do this, and I spent three hours one night trying to figure out what music is going to work best for starting out and just teaching it slow. Then when they get it a little bit better, it's going to be a medium-paced song and then a faster-paced song. Well, had I known about these apps... <laughs> I could have just shown up that day and had one song and used that same song the whole time. So these apps are a beats per minute app. It changes the beats per minute of the song. So the one that probably works the best um, is called Tempo Slow-Mo. And it's S-L-O-M-O. So Tempo Slow-Mo. And this one is free. And you can get it on Android as well as on iPhone. And basically it allows you to bring music on from your device. You can import music if you'd like as well. And all you have to do is on the thing, have your song playing and on this one, you just kind of spin your finger around in the circle on the line and it speeds up the song or it slows down the song. And it's as simple as that, like such a simple app, yep. but that would have saved me three hours. So as an educator, I know what it's like to not have any time and you just wish you could like have a time machine where you could go back and like get more things done. This will save you that much more time. So that one's called Tempo Slow Mo. There are some other apps as well. Um, there's one called Yes, exclamation mark go. <laughs> yes, go. And this one has like DJ created mixes built into it. And then you just move your finger up and down on the screen, and that's how it does the beats per minute. Um, so you can't import music from your device, but it is just DJ created. And you can subscribe to it um, and pay like a certain fee per month. Um, I don't do that, I just use the free play- playlist that they've given me. So, so that one's great as well.
0: Yeah. So those are two really good ones to use. Yeah, yeah. So, that, and as you, I love what you just mentioned there. Like, obviously, technology can never replace us as teachers and things like that. But what it can do is it can make our job a lot easier and give us more time. And you know, back in the day, you may not have been burnt out if you had had a few of these things. So that's a great little little tip there. All right. So I'll put those two as number three. Going on to number four, Naomi. This is uh, guys. This is quality stuff here. I'm really enjoying this. okay number four um this one isn't an app okay
1: this one is a program that you will download onto your computer okay so many teachers have purchased or have heard of like um apple tv or chromecast or things like that right um that allow you to basically take what's on your device and mirror it onto your um from your projector onto your screen or onto your tv and things like that well, this one it is in American eleven ninety nine. So I'm not sure what it is Australian. I should have done my research ahead of time. That's I apologize.
0: <laughs> we'll get it on there in the show notes. Yes. Um, this one is called Air Server. It's so if you uh, just go 13, to, sorry to cut you off. It's thirteen ninety nine here. Just perfect. last time I bought it. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, that's great.
1: Um, Dale is my converter. There we go. <laughs> um, so Air Server allows you to take what's on your device and mirror it up onto your screen. Um, and the best part about that, so when I was teaching, I had my computer hooked up to my projector, um, which projected onto the screen, so I taught in a gym. So I had a stage that the projector was way up high, so balls wouldn't hit it, and then I had the screen on the stage as well, so we had a little space. Some people will just have it in their gym, and the projector will be up higher on a card. Well, I always had my computer connected to it. And sometimes I would have either PowerPoint slides or I'd have videos that I wanted to show or I would have um, my phone connected to my computer with a cord and I couldn't really walk around my gym and mirror it onto my screen because I didn't have an Apple TV. It was too much for my district to buy or they didn't want to buy. It was $99 in America for the Apple TV, or sorry, in Canada. And we just didn't want to purchase it. So when I found out about AirServer allowing me basically downloading a program onto my computer using the airplay app on my phone when you just swipe up on your iphone and there's a little airplay button you press that button and it shows your the computer and all you have to do is make sure you're on the same wi-fi network and i can mirror my phone to my screen which really helped me when my computer is connected to the projector so i can walk around the gym now and i can do whatever it is that i want on my phone so if i'm doing any type of video delay tools or video analysis apps um, or sorry, video analysis tools, I can have any of these things pop up on the screen and say, hey, we just did this over here, I want to show it to the full group. Or I can be playing music through it as well. So that's how I actually did my music, was my music would stream to my computer, which was also connected to um, my speaker system, and mirrored it that way, and my music would play so I could stop and start right away on my phone. So it was just a really great tool for me to mirror things onto my screen, for me to use my music, and it was just managed my classroom as much as I could.
0: Yeah, and I think the big thing with that is as well that you only need the Wi-Fi password and your device, whereas with Apple TVs, you need to actually set them up on the network. So if you're moving from multiple venues, um, it can be quite time-consuming, whereas for such a small price, I think AirServe is awesome and it's a great, as you said, you don't need any cords, it frees you up so you can move around. I think that's a big one there. Yeah, that's a great program.
1: That's exactly it. Okay, next one. Okay, number five. So we've got this one. Let me check these off make sure I cover them. Okay, number five. This program I actually learned at um, last year when we did the Phys Ed Summit. I I don't know. I'm just going to do a quick little shout-out about the Phys Ed Summit. Online conference, global. Um, It's going to be about, I think, 14 hours this year. It's going to start on August 26th, 8 8 p.m. Eastern time. Sorry, 8 a.m. Eastern time. So America, so New York time. Um, So I'm guessing that would be 4 a.m.? I don't know. I don't know what the conversion is for, but it'll be on the 27th (laughs) for those in Australia. And it's for health and physical educators. We have a ton of different um, sessions. And last year, I was actually in a session presenting, and somebody had shared this in the session as well. So this one is called Canva. Okay? And it's a program. Uh, C-A-N-V-A. Canva. And free program, and basically it's a poster creation tool. And I always kind of like, do I really need to share this one with teachers? But um, in my workshops that I've been doing, this has been one that I've shared, and people just absolutely love it. Basically, it's a drag-and-drop tool that allows you to create these graphically designed posters, and you don't have to have a graphic arts degree. Sorry to those who are in, you know, graphic design <laughs> <laughs> and create these posters. Now everybody can do it. The little person can do it now. Yeah, so yeah,
0: yep.
1: yeah, most of us that don't have that degree. Um, and yeah, it's, free, it's a free program. You could purchase a subscription to it if you wanted, um, but it's drag and drop. And it really, I've created a ton of posters for, I'm on our Oregon Shape Board of Directors. So that's um, the state of Oregon's um, Society for Health and Physical Educators. Um, we're trying to support P teachers and health teachers in Oregon. And I've been using that a ton to help promote our conference and create different postcards and graphics for our website or posters that I can put up. And there's been a lot of teachers that realize rather than just like drawing out your poster or trying to print something off from the Internet that somebody else has created or paying for a poster that someone else has created, they can create their own poster that way. So that's a really great tool. It's free. You just need to sign up for an account. So okay. canva.com.
0: Canva.com, and, and I know with these websites, I've seen Canva for that it's got all the templates done for you. So yes. they've already designed it and laid it out. So you just have to put either the images in and your data, and it's done for you. Yeah. I, I think it's amazing. Very very good for teachers if you want to decorate your room or exactly. um, promote an amazing event you're doing. At least do it so it looks professional. Yes, Perfect. exactly. Yep.
1: And if you want to use the templates, you can. If you want to start from scratch and create your own thing, you can do that too. So it's whatever you're feeling and really how much
0: time you have. <laughs> yeah, unreal. I love yeah. that one. Any, yeah. any more on that list? It's, it's amazing. I've got another over. one. I've got some good ones. Okay, i got go another one. Here you go. Okay,
1: so um, one of the ones that I love, and I actually use it on my iPad and tripod all the time, are different video delay tools. So think of a mirror on delay. When people first see this one, they're just like, well, what? What?" So I'm waving my hand in front of the camera. And nobody can see this. But they wave <laughs> oh, their hand it. in front of the iPad. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, what is going on? Why can't I see myself? <laughs> um, and then five seconds later, they'll see themselves waving in front of the iPad. So I really love using this tool. Video is so powerful. When a student can see themselves doing an activity... It it allows them to see the things that they're doing correctly and things that they can maybe um, do a little bit better and things that they should just stop doing, right? Um, I've had how many times where I've had, like, one of my students where I'm explaining to them, like, when we're doing badminton, you need to get your elbow up or whatever I was sharing with them. They're like, I am doing it. I am doing it. And I'm like, I'll show you. So then I video them, and then they see it, and they're like, oh, <laughs> yes, I wasn't. It's like, yes, I know. Try <laughs> to so be nice and polite about it, but I told you so, right? Um, so these ones. So this one is called Live Video Delay. Okay, so Live Video Delay. This one is four ninety nine in American, um, but it's a really great tool to use. You can have it loop on the screen. You can actually draw a couple designs on the screen if you want as well. Um, but basically, a mirror on delay. And I actually found a free one, which is really exciting. Um, and it's called Live Video Delay with Slow Motion. I believe is the title. I just found this one out two weeks ago. Okay. Live, or, Sorry, just video delay with slow motion. Video yeah. delay with slow motion. And it's a free one. And basically the same thing. You can set it for however many seconds you want. Um, I think you can go up to 90 seconds. On the live video delay one, the 499, you can actually go up to 10 minutes um, of a delay if you'd like. So I know some people are like, well, why would I want to ever go up that high? Well, maybe, for example, you have students doing some type of movement routine. Um, or they've created some type of routine and they want to practice and they want to be able to watch themselves back what they can do is they can set it for two minutes and then go back and then watch it themselves. So you don't have to stand there and give them feedback. They can actually see it. Rather than having them record on the video, go back and then that video is stored on their iPad, with the video-delayed tools is that it doesn't store on your iPad, so it's not taking up any space other than just the app. So that's a great tool. Now, if you have Chromebooks or a computer, a great tool to use is it's a Chrome, I believe, a Chrome app, and it is called Replay It. Um, And I believe Jared Robinson created this one. Um, And you can have four different screens pop up, but you can do this on your computer. So when I go and do my workshops, some teachers will all have been given a computer in their district to use, but they don't all have iPads. So replay it this is the Chrome app that you want to download onto your Chrome, um, Chrome browser or into your Chrome browser and then you have that pop up in your screen and there's four different screens you can set. You could set two screens or just one screen and again, you can do the delay on it as well. So just some really great tools for that video piece.
0: And, and I think the, the best thing about that is that it also gives you like another teacher in the room because while the students they are actually, they're actually peer teaching themselves whereas you can actually be going off and doing something else. So – and often as you said, if you've got 150 students in your class, you know, the realistic – you're not going to be able to get around. You don't even know their names. So if you can have tools like this set up, it's massive and it really – it's beneficial for the kids. They can peer teach, self-assess, and it just saves time. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. I love it. Okay. One more. We got One more? On we do. Okay. Oh, of course.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay so, so I did mention this one a little bit before, um, and some people may have heard of these already. They're called QR codes. So they have a barcode on any type of thing that you purchase, it gets scanned and then and the um, price tag pops up, right? So a QR code is called it it stands for quick response. A quick response code. So all you have to do is on your device download an app. My favorite app is Enigma. I-N-I-G-M-A, Enigma, and it's super fast. It stores the history on in the app as well, so you can go back and find what you scanned before. And all you have to do is hold, open the app, hold your phone over top of the QR code, which is kind of like a barcode in a sense, a square barcode. Hold the app over top of it, it'll scan and it links you to something on the internet, to a video, um, to a video or to a video or a poster of some sort, whatever it is. But it adds that next layer and that dimension. So for example, for teachers that have certain skill cards, so in, in our SPARC programs, we have certain skill cards and task cards. Well, that skill card is really great because it shows the cues and, and shows a picture of what the kids are supposed to do. But what happens if a student can't read yet or they're an English language learner and they don't know the language on it, right? But they can see that picture. But what happens if, that, if so for example, a jump rope, on the picture, it shows a jump rope above their head and then below their feet. But what, what happens in between? What happens if they don't understand what that means in between? So you can have it linked to a quick 10-second video. I probably wouldn't go any more than 15 seconds. A quick 10-second video because we don't want to take away time. You can have an iPad set up at that station. They can scan that code if they need help. Scan the code, put the device down, take a step back, watch that quick 10-second video, and then they can do it. So, again, it frees you up to move around to the kids that need the most support. Yep. Um, you don't have to teach things ahead of time. Um, or pre-teach them again. You might have gone through them previously, but as they move through stations, you don't have to be like, station one, let's all go to station one, I'm going to show you how to do this one. And then when you start, they forget everything at each station. Now, they can go to the station if they don't understand what the card says, they can scan that QR code and then move through to the next stations as you rotate through. So that's just one example of QR codes being used. You can use it for differentiation, having different levels. Great, you finished level one, I want you to go scan number level two. You could have it where it's linked to a behavior task, um, I know when I was teaching, we did a lot with um, Hellson's levels of behavior and uh, teaching personal and social responsibility, where if my students were at, you know, the lowest level, I'd ask, do you need to self-regulate? And, okay, yep, they did. So they went to a wall. They tossed the ball to a wall just to kind of get themselves calmed down or back up again, depending on what level they were at. And then I had them take the the iPad and scan a code. And that code popped up a little um, questionnaire, and I actually got this idea from Joey Fight. Um, And it popped up a questionnaire, and on that questionnaire just asked, what happened? Why were you at a level zero? Um, How did this affect your behavior? How did this affect others? And they just had to do a quick little fill-out. But that QR code, rather than giving giving them a pencil and paper and writing it out, and then me having to do something with that piece of paper, I had a Google Form that I used, which is another tool that you can look at, Um, and I created a Google Form, and all that information went to a spreadsheet. So now it's all tracked for me. I don't have to go type up or write up something that happened in my class. It's all tracked there for me when you link a couple things together. So QR codes can really link to anything and everything, which is really amazing and awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think the big thing about it, I love QR codes as well, and you can use them for all different things. And I suppose if teachers like the sound of that, you can go on and, and Google QR codes. You can do all sorts of wonderful things. And again, as you mentioned, it's free. So I'm just looking through the list of uh, like the there's seven – topics that you've mentioned today, and each one's got a number of different things and three aspects to all of them. Um, if you wanted to go on and buy all these, you're roughly going to spend about $15, you know, and, right. and you've got seven amazing tech tools that will not only save you time, but make your teaching so much more awesome, you know, and right. um, it's going to help you, your students, you're going to be able to have evidence of actual learning and everything that's going on. Um, so if you, if you haven't used, I'm sure some teachers would have heard of some of these, um, but if you haven't heard of any of them, um, go on and do your research and just try them. I think that's uh, the biggest thing. And my biggest takeaway, you know, is clickers, that um, yeah. it just, it's like anything, once you start using them, um, you'll figure it out and they will save you time, won't they?
1: Right. Yes. And the one thing I forgot to mention is that there's teachers right now that are taking that Plickers to that next level. They're actually calling it Plegnets, And I think Mike Gianicola was the one that started it. And what they're doing now is they're taking the Plickers cards, but they're kind of shrinking them and they're putting them on a magnet. So now, for those that use certain rubric levels in their classes, you have the rubric on a wall somewhere, on a whiteboard, magnetic whiteboard, with your magnets, and the kids will move themselves onto the rubric level. But also, if you have a question, they'll rotate the magnet to the correct answer, and then they'll go do the activity. So they don't have to stand and hold a card. They rotate it to the right um, letter that they're answering the question for, and then they go do their activity, and you can just go scan the board quickly. Or at the end of class, you know, Did you feel you participated to the best of your ability? A is yes, or whatever it is. They put it up to the top, and then they go off, and then you can scan it as the new group is coming in. So, again, there's so many things and different levels that you can take each of these tech tools to to that next extreme. Um, But, yeah, as Dale said, just start with one tool. If you haven't heard of any of these, start with one tool that you feel think of something that maybe you're struggling with in your class. And this is kind of the way I explain it, um, technology to teachers as well. Um, If you feel everything's going great in your class and nothing needs to change, that's fine. That's great. But if one of these tools kind of, oh, that might help me do this better. We don't know what we don't know, right? We don't know that this could help us if we don't understand and hear about it. So if you hear this one grouping, oh, I could have, you know, my transition time is a little bit slow. Maybe this grouping app can help me with it rather than being like one, two, three, four. Okay, one, two, three, four. All the ones go over here, right? I just have to press a button and the groups are created. Kids look and they go. It saves you time. Try one thing and slowly start to implement that into your classes. I've been doing this since, you know, since I'm so old right now. I've been doing this for many years. (laughs) I've been doing this for about five or six years now, and it's built, slowly, slowly built. I started out. My first thing was QR codes. I created a QR code T-shirt, and I had my kids scan my T-shirt and it was linked to a riddle. had nothing to do with PE, but that was how I started because I thought it was a fun thing to do. And then I thought, how can I actually start integrating this into PE? And it kind of got my wheels turning. So start with one thing that you think might help engage your students, might help support you doing a better job of teaching and getting the information out to your students in a better way, and really help extend and explore your students' learning as well. So, yeah, technology is just great things to use when we're using it appropriately.
0: It is, and, and I think it makes it even better listening with you, Say with the energy you've got. Like, I've had the pleasure yes. of seeing you in the video when we're talking here and you doing the demonstrations, particularly hands, because you were turning yes. them around and I Oh, Sydney, try not to laugh because I'm like, I'm the only one that can see this, but just your energy and just the way you conduct yourself, Naomi, and that's what I wanted to do to share like all this goodness you've done. So those seven amazing resources there that, um, as Naomi said, pick one off, give it a go. It may not work for you, but try something else. So Naomi, where can we find out more about you? Give us a little plug on Twitter. What a, sure. What's your handle?
1: Okay, my handle is at Miss Hartle, so the at symbol, M-I-S-S-H-A-R-T-L. Um, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook as well. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat. I have an email. You can send me an email to NaomiHartle at gmail.com. You can also send an email to my work email, Naomi Naomi.Hartle at sparkpe.org. Um, Send me email, a letter if you want to. I mean, there's no reason to not be able to get a hold of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. just shout it out to the rooftops and hopefully I'll hear your yourself. So.
0: <laughs> and, and for those who have not been lucky enough yet to be to one of your workshops, your sessions, if you do get the opportunity, go along because not only is everything you present on amazing, but your energy and even some of the little icebreakers you had, I was like, wow, these are – these are epic. And the little riddle you had, like, and I was like, wow, this is right, cool. Like, everybody. Yeah. yeah, I was just <laughs> like, wow, this is so much better than just sitting there and learning. So um, I think that's why I want to join you. You're amazing. Um, Phys Ed Summit again, if we want to go into that, where do we go? Yes, it's a free
1: online conference. Um, you can go to physedagogy.com. Um, go onto the website. We have a bunch of pictures there. You can go to the Phys Ed Summit tab, and you can access all the resources there. Um, our program right now we're just been finalizing the program it should be going out next week so you can see all the great presenters we have about two um sessions per time slot um it'll be on august 26th 8 a.m eastern time so new york time so if you yep. just google the conversion oh another great app that you can check out is called time buddy um and it's a great conversion tool dale and i are using that to figure out what time zones we were both in because it's when we started, it was 4 p.m. my time and I think 8 a.m. Dale's time so or 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's a great tool
0: to you. So time, buddy, check that one out too. It's a great app. <laughs> Naomi, thank you very much for being uh, on the show. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And if everybody has any questions, please contact me. I'm always happy to talk tech anytime.
0: Thanks, buddy.